This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Wednesday, the 30th of November 2022. Sean's back with me. Today we talk about big changes at IRA and apps to help you get around more safely and independently. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another show, Double Tappers et al. Sean Priest, hello. Hello, Stephen Scott. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right, actually. You know, still part of the 4AM club, though. I'm afraid to say, hashtag 4AM club is alive and well. Yes, uh, uh, particularly now. I did notice the um, I can't sleep when I got messages saying, let's, let's record now. <laughs> <laughs> While I'm still in bed, hence my voice being slightly weird, because I've just rolled out of bed. This is ridiculous. Well, at least this time you decided to get up. I think we did try it once where you did cheekily try and stay in bed. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all to do with the soundproofing, you see. It does. It just it dulls the background noise. Mm, yeah, funny A that. A duvet works wonders. That's all I'm going to say. In so many things. My favourite recording ever had to be in a hotel room where the only way to dampen the noise and to do it without really annoying everybody else, was to have a duvet over my head. Um, yeah. It was the weirdest recording. And you know that way you think to yourself, if housekeeping walk in right now, and did yes. you see this quivering mass under a duvet? What's I he mean, doing under there? That might not be unusual in a hotel, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was, just, it was just to me the most ridiculous moment. Uh, of my life. Oh, well, actually, uh, in a long series of ridiculous yes. moments. Yeah, just to get that absolutely More to come. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. We're not at the end of that, that's for sure. Um, so are you feeling good today? Other than that, are you all right? You good to I am a good feeling, day yesterday? No, no, yes, I am feeling great. Thank you, Steve. I'm raring to go, as ever. Well, we start with big news. Big news! Big news! Have we got breaking news, Jingle? I don't have the button. I threw you right under the bus. I knew you didn't have the button. I didn't have the button. No, I, <sighs> I, you know, I left Good. it at home. Uh, the dog ate it. Wait a uh, minute. Yeah. Breaking news! Is that, is that where we insert the breaking news thing, right? Is that where no, we just... no, no, that was it. I oh, replaced I Rob. I thought it was... No, okay. Do that Go again. Give, give me that again. <clears throat> breaking news! Okay. Well, if Rob was uh, from <laughs> England in the 1940s, I think that would be perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Carry on. Uh, anyway, the big news today is from Ira. Now, we are going to be talking to Ira, cheeky little monkeys. Uh, we're going to have them mm. on the show um, because they've announced some big news. I have to say, this is not surprising news to me, but okay. Uh, the big news being around the free minutes plan that Ira has. Uh, Ira, the visual interpreter service, if you don't know. And uh, they do have a five minutes free per day, or with uh, actually, to be more precise, five free minutes within a 24-hour period, which does the difference? confuse people. Well, it does confuse people, right? So if you call up, say, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning and you use your five minutes, oh, if I you see. call the next day at 9 a.m., they'll say, mm, 24 hours aren't up yet. Uh, they're right, absolutely. Which yeah, is okay. true, but, yeah. you know, so that's why it's within a 24-hour period. But they're going to make some changes to this, and they've laid it all out in an email to all their members. Uh, we are, Well, I'm a member. Did you get this email as well? I got one, and I am a guest explorer. So, yeah. yes, everyone's got it. So this is going to be an interesting um, story for sure. We're going to get Ira on. They're going to be explaining all this. And actually, they came to us and said, look, we'd love to come on and explain the decisions. So if you do have a question for Ira, maybe you have a question or a query or something you'd like to put regarding some of these announcements, then uh, you know, do get in touch with us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. One eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. So let's talk through what these announcements actually are. So we all know, uh, those of us who've used Ira, that you have that five-minute free option. And for a long time, that was, I think, if I'm right in saying, you could call up for five minutes and you could hang up and you could call again for five minutes. You could hang up and then call again. You could. It was crazy. It was. And you could do that for quite a while, right? But then they changed it because, obviously, they have to pay the bills. And they have to pay the agents because unlike other services, like, for example, Be My Eyes, where everyone's a volunteer, at IRA, everyone's paid. So these agents that you're contacting, they're not volunteers. They are paid members of staff. And in order to make this a business which is sustainable, you know, you, you got to pay. I mean, this goes back to the heart of every conversation we seem to be having on this show is about, you know, free versus, 
you know, I mean, we, we talk about it from in terms of apps. We talk about it in terms of services, in terms of hardware. If you pay for something, how much do you pay? I mean, look, if Amazon can't get Lady A to make the, you know, to get the books right, you know, what yeah. what hope have we got here, right? So um, anyway, Ira have made a decision that uh, the uh, at the moment, for example, you've got access to that one free five-minute call per 24-hour period. And subscribers have access to a one five-minute free call every four hours per 24-hour period. That's interesting. Even if you're paid, you still get that free five-minute uh, call every four hours. Um, I didn't know there was a limit on it, though. I thought it was the first five minutes of every call was basically didn't come off your minutes. But uh, okay. But they've said that sense. the net effect of this is that IRA funds two out of every three calls. And they said that we can no longer afford to sustain this. And the email we all got, it says, beginning December 5th, that's Monday, we're making changes to our investment in five minutes free. So the offer is currently that you can make, a get, in a guest case or your case, uh, because you don't pay for the plan and yep. you use the five minutes free, you can make one five-minute call at no cost once a day. That's the current position. But what that will move to from Monday is that you'll be able to make one five-minute call at no cost once every 48 hours. <sighs> Absolutely fine. Okay. Okay. For paid members, uh, you can you could make a five-minute call at no cost once every four hours. That will change on Monday so that paid subscribers will be able to make a five-minute call at no cost every uh, once every 12 hours. Okay. Um so that's some of the changes that they're making. And there are some other changes as well in regards to price plans. We'll get into that with Ira uh, because they are raising prices of the plans overall for paid members. But that is this, this, this announcement here is probably going to be the one that I think garners the most interest because, you know, of course, paid plans increasing in price is not great. It never is. It's never easy for a company to make that decision. But, you can kind of understand where they're at because everyone's in this position at the minute. All businesses are trying to make ends meet and keep services going and grow business as well. So mm. you can kind of get behind that. And look, I'm sure you might disagree with that. Please get in touch. Tell me your thoughts. Let's see what I have to say. We'll get them on soon. I, I think they're going to be on our, our Friday show at All Going Well. So we'll um, we'll hear from them and hear what they have to say. But um, it's, it's this five minutes free. So off the bat, right, uh, just just your hot take on this, because I know you got this email yesterday as well. What was your initial thoughts when you heard this? Um, I thought it was absolutely fair. I think the fact that we're still, uh, you know, they could have just axed it completely. Because if they are funding two out of every three calls, that is, you can't sustain that for any period of time. Um, th this is a business concern. And more than that, we talked about, the smart speaker going away. What if this service went away? What if, if this suddenly they said, you know what, we're, we're closing the doors, we can't do it. Yeah, I think that would be a huge hit to the community. And I know we got Be My Eyes, and it is great, but there is a difference between those trained agents and the volunteers, and we all know that. And I honestly, uh, look, uh, how many of us have, um, you know, assistants or, you know, we get, we get, helpers or whatever the term is you want to use a PA mm. now they've been over the years harder and harder to obtain at least here in the UK and you know there's a big cost involved in, in getting help like that and honestly I think Ira could take the place of that for you know 70 or 80% of cases when it comes to blindness I don't want someone in to cook me breakfast I want someone in to guide me around somewhere or drive me somewhere or whatever basically visual assistance and that Ira could take that place so I think at some point we need to say you know what this is a service which is so important or I use every day that I've got to bite the bullet and pay for it with that being said I think doing all this at the same time, taking away that five, well, not taking away, limiting the five minutes mm. and hiring the prices of the plans, I'm not sure that's a, a good look. I would have thought, you know, one would offset the other, but <clears throat> excuse me. Well, not really. I mean, if you're not, you know, they're losing money on the five minutes free. So, yeah, you know, but, but the fact is you're, case, not, you're not gaining anything by, even by what they're doing, they're still costing themselves money. So they're Well, they're halving you know, the amount of free calls they're giving away. Yeah. So they're halving that. So are they now paying just for, what, 1.5 or uh, one call out of every three? Uh, 
either way, either just axe the, the free access altogether and, and keep the prices as they are, I, I would say would be a better move. But hey, let's see what the community has to say. I don't I've know. Got, I've got two ideas. And I think these might help if, if they did it. I still think pay as you go. I mentioned this title before. I think pay as you go would be a good option because then you could you could actually have that five minutes free for a certain amount of money for a very small amount that perhaps you you know could just use when you need it. But equally, that price? could be five minutes that could extend to ten minutes. You know, if you needed that, so you'd have control of it. You know, you'd know what you're spending. You'd know how much those five minutes cost. So you would top was, up on minutes. Yeah, or, but even like even if it was just like this is how much five minutes costs. You know, so this is what it costs, and the longer you stay on, that'll just rack up like a phone bill used to. I mean, I like a premium, um, yeah, premium rate number, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah but that's no. How much is that going to cost? So, so a five. Yeah, but if you know call, how much it costs, if you know that five minutes equals this, and you've an agent constantly telling you, right, listen, we're up to ten minutes. You want to hang up and you know leave it at that. You know, you would have that knowledge. They 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 are very much on the case with this already. They tell you when the five minutes are up. So it's not that they don't notice. Actually, yeah. Okay, I can't argue against that. I think that's not a bad idea. Because then at least you've got some control over it, and it gives people who maybe can't afford a plan, because I think this is the problem. There are people who will lose out as a result of this, and I I do feel for those people, because those people who are saying, I I can't afford to pay, you know, whatever it is a month, whatever even the base level plan is, I just can't afford that. I just can't afford that amount of money. Maybe another base level, a five-minute plan. Yeah, or a very simple... you know, please you month, go. I also think I have another idea. How many minutes go wasted at the end of a month? I certainly waste minutes. I know minutes disappear from me. Is it possible that my minutes, and this is just me putting it out there as an idea, but we're, we are a community, right? We talk about being a community and how we do things together as a blind community. Well, okay, let's do something together. Let's help each other out. Could I make my minutes go into some pot if they're unused? I've paid for them. But if, if say there's 30 minutes at the end of a, a, a month, because I pay for the, the higher plan, so say there's a 30-minute or, or 20 minutes, whatever it is that's left at the end of the month, could they be donated into a pot and then other people could benefit from that? So at least it's paid for, it's costed, and other people could use it who maybe don't have the ability to access it or, or pay for it. Is that another option? I mean, there must be loads of minutes that go unwasted from everybody. You know, it's just one minute, two minutes each. That would still add up, right? That's an idea. I mean, I'm really surprised that coming from you, Stephen. But you know what? It's <laughs> a really good idea. I'm, I'm thinking of the technical problems around it. I mean, how many people actually do have leftover minutes? You may be a bit of an outlier in that regard. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it's just an idea. I'm just thinking, you know, maybe there's ways. You know, there's so many, like, pay-it-forward schemes these days. You know, people do this. I, I just think that... In our world sometimes, we as blind people are not asked to put our hands in our pocket. Maybe this is just a UK thing. I don't know. In the the UK, we certainly have this problem, and I I get irritated by it, where we're never really asked to put our hands in our pockets to help each other out. It's kind of expected that the sighted world or the able-bodied world will pay for everything for us, or they will buy. And I'm like, well, hang on a minute. And and you know, it's funny, because when I went to the NFB convention years ago in the States, and I remember watching all these blind people coming up with ideas that can make their lives better. And they were all, you know, essentially funding it by themselves. They were like, well, we'll pay for it. We don't need anyone else. You were else. so impressed by the NFB, weren't you? Yeah, and look, I know that the NFB has its controversies and all that. I get that, and every organisation does. But I just thought, you know, going in there kind of naively, watching what was going on and kind of learning about it from really from just observing – I was so impressed at how people just got together. Blind people got together and said... Blind people is the key. Exactly. We got together and we said, hey, we can do this and we'll fund it ourselves. We'll do it ourselves. And so I kind of think maybe there's a pay it forward thing here. I know that, for example, they do either gift cards and all that kind of thing, but maybe there's a bigger picture. This is a needed service. And there are some of us in this world, not all of us, but there are a couple of us who could easily chuck an extra tenner in the tin a month. I could. I would. I would put $10 in a month into a tin if someone else could benefit from that. I would do it. And I'm sure there's others like me who would too. Not everyone can, and I'm not saying everybody should. But if it does help someone else, that's no bad thing. And if we talk about being a community, then let's start blooming well acting like one. So that would be a way to do it. 
That was a speech. Because honestly, I, I believe that Ira is a great service. And I know people think, I think people think that I get Ira for free. I don't. I get nothing out of Ira for free. And I no. will ask, I will, we're hoping to have the CEO of Ira on the show on Friday. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to ask him outright, do you give me anything for free? And the answer is <laughs> no, by the way. I get nothing out of this other than just because I benefit from the service. I love the service and I use the service and I see the value. And I was so excited when I heard it was coming to the UK all those years ago. And it never it, it never fails to amaze me what it's capable of and the way that it makes me feel independent and be able That's to do things key. by myself, not needing yeah. somebody. And I know I am using somebody else and I know it's a bit of a, a paradox. I am using somebody who's sighted to help me, but I'm in control of it. Because I'm yes. paying for it. I'm activating this service for me. They are there for me. It's not a, I'm not a burden on somebody else. I'm not a burden on a family member or whatever else. And I think that's the point, you know. I mean, I call up my friend sometimes and we'll say, I need your eyes for a minute. And I do it very sparingly. And I do it. And oftentimes, you know, that way you just sometimes get that feeling of, uh, you know, you know that kind of, yes. oh, what is oh, it no, no. I've got kids and I'm very, yeah. I very, I hate to ask them, can I, can I borrow your eyes? Yeah. And part of it, I think, for me as well is, you know, I'm in a, a house with my wife. We don't have kids, and, and you know, the dogs are useless at this kind of stuff. You, you can have, they, do, they do have eyes, but yeah, they're not they really good at anything else. For you. They just they don't, don't tell speak. you anything. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried teaching them, but it doesn't work. And, um, I mean, guide dogs, they are really super animals, but they don't speak. So, you know, can't help read your letters or, you know, <laughs> sort out the mail. So, you know, you do need to, to learn to use tools. And I think that's the thing. I, I think I know a lot of my my blind friends who've got sighted partners tend to lean on their partners. And you could have a debate about that. I don't know if I would do that as an individual. I don't think I ever have. Oh, come on. It depends on the relationship and all that. And the, the partners don't, don't Yeah, mind. but come on. There comes a point. Surely there comes a point though where you think to yourself, I really need to get a grip here and do this myself. Yeah, well, it depends you what you're asking. What, what if you're on your own, right? I mean, you can't. Yeah, yeah, of course, of doing? course. But, you know, if you're both in the kitchen and you don't want to open up seeing AI for that hundredth time that day and scan a thing and just say, yeah, what's this? Basically, you know, my partner is my Lady A as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. I'm holding no, in my I get that. No, don't say that. No, but I, I get what you're saying. I know where you're coming from <laughs> with that. And I, know, and I agree. I mean, look, of course, we've all done it. What's that? You know, I think I'll, I'll be honest. I think part of it for me, and this is a personal thing, for me, it was growing up with a mum who... I don't think she ever fully, she ever fully accepted my visual impairment. Yeah, okay, and I get that. Yeah, she she wouldn't really, and I think I, I actually, I don't think I'm alone here in this because talking to some other people who've gone through oh, similar. No, absolutely not. But it's almost you know, taboo. It, some in some families, you oh, don't mention totally. your yeah. Yeah, I mean, in my family, and the funny thing is, my mum would never. If I talked about my visual impairment, she would always talk it down. She'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but you're fine. You know, you've got a better vision. You're okay. You're fine. You can see fine. Your brother was well, not your brother, but my, my uncle. He was worse. You know, he was worse because he wore glasses. And I'm like, I don't even oh, understand yeah. that. There's always <laughs> that look over there. Yes, <laughs> you know, and, and his sight was probably the same as mine. If, if mine wasn't worse, you know, and and you know, it's so funny because she'll hear me use the screen reader and she'll say, I don't know how you can deal with that. And I'll say, Yeah, but I don't have a choice. In fact, actually, I'm quicker using this than I'm using the. Oh no, no, no I couldn't even bother with that. That just and. It yeah. just it, it's it, it's denial, I think, yeah. on her part. She just doesn't want to believe that that's her son, right? Because it's a little bit of the there's a bit of guilt in there. I'm sure there's yeah, you know, there's a yeah. whole lot of things in there. It's a, it's it's interesting, but yeah. So like I say, wow, this got deep. Yeah, Let's exactly. Have a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just I, I just think that there's that this. This is where I guess the technology conversation we have every day really intersects in a really meaningful way for us. Yeah. You know, it's more Absolutely. than just tech. You know, most people I mean, most people do a tech show. And this is why when someone said to me recently, I was talking to an old colleague of mine, and they were saying, you know, how are you doing a tech show every day? And I said, because you know what? The tech is so much more valuable and important to a blind person's life than it is to anyone else or a disabled person's life, I might argue. Um, of course, to, than anybody else, because for most people, it's just a gimmick, it's a gadget, it's a thing. You know, you know, a smart plug is just a cool thing. To oh look, I've turned a lamp on. How cool is that? And you know, to a disabled person, that's the difference between ever being able to reach down or reach up and turn something on or off. Yeah, no, absolutely. And this is the this is the point. So uh, you know, when we talk about these services, 
they do have a real impact, but they don't pay me. Um, I'm saying that again. They don't pay me. I'm saying that more tired than yeah, I am. So, sorry, no someone, one pays me. As someone accused you of being a um, Irish No, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get I'm trying to three minutes out of this. Oh, game. right. Oh, okay. Cool. And me, Come on, should we play the game? game. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> You're actually complaining, Tyra. No one pays me. No, no one's paying me. Why is no one paying me? I'm talking. But no, seriously, this this is an interesting one. I'd be interested to see what people think. And there is a flip side to this, of course, which is that, you know, for those of us who do pay, why, you know, we might be in a position, and I know some people have been in a position where they've been left waiting to get through to an agent. They, they press the call button and they just wait and wait and wait. And there's an argument that says, you know, all these free people who are getting it for free you know, they're in the way. They're actually getting in the way of people who are paying for this service. Is that fair? And that's a hard argument to, well, argue against, right? Because absolutely right. If, if you're paying for a service, you want it out available. Why would you subsidise someone else? Apart to, from, you know, helping the community, like Stephen Scott wants to do. Well done, you. Well, I, I, I don't want to see the end of the five minutes free. I, I actually think it should be expanded, but I think it needs to be expanded in a costed way. That's why I think if there was a way we could pay it forward, those of us who can, you know, so someone like you, for example, you could get, you know, you can get some minutes. And and, and again, it doesn't feel like a burden. It doesn't feel like a thing. It's just a, because it's not like I'm donating minutes to you. You know, I'm donating minutes to a pot and then everyone can benefit from it. I'm using Ira very sparingly, right? I I can't remember actually the last time I used it. Uh, But the, the point is I use it when I'm, I want to sort through. I've got a stack of posts on my side there. You know, I, I always just get put it up there. I'll go through it at some point. Now, I could use seeing AI to scan it. I could use, you know, various OCR. I could use whatever. Um, but I choose Ira because of the, the, the agents are so good and I like the app and, and everything like that. I like the service. But I can get around that. If I needed Ira every, every day for, you know, commuting to work or whatever reason, then absolutely I should... I should pay for that service, I think. So I, I, I'm actually quite surprised that, as I said, I think I'm quite surprised they're still offering it, even though they've half the, you know, the time available. So I think of. they've probably thought to, to axe it completely would send a really bad message. But then I often wonder, you know, can you, can you reduce a set? Look, I live in Britain. I'm used to train services being reduced to the point of almost <laughs> <Yes>. non-existence. <laughs> And I think, is there a point where it actually becomes so untenable as a service in its form that actually may as well have just ended it? I mean, one free five-minute call every 48 hours kind of feels a little bit like, you know, how useful is this going to be to people, really? You know, I mean, 24 hours was, was a long time. 48 hours, they may never call back. You know, you're going to be using it be my eyes at that point. But you, know, you could argue well, it's almost... It's almost like an emergency service. I mean, I did get, I did get um, lost. As long as, you, as long as you have two emergencies within forty-eight hours. Well, yeah, exactly. But then, you know, <laughs> I mean, they're not the third emergency services. I think. <laughs> no, well, that's well, true. Yeah. I don't look. The, the, when it comes down to Ira, is such a, 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 a I'm going to almost say necessary service to the community. Um, I'd hate to see it go. I would be really interested what the numbers are for Ira. Um, anyway, yeah, we're never going to know that, it's, I guess. It's a difficult one with, with growth as well, right? Because how do you... I mean, it is, a, it is a niche service. I actually think that this could be opened up to all kinds of people and they could really, you know, open up this service to, you know, lots... I mean, so many people who could benefit from this. You know, I even just think about, you know, people who are, uh, dare I say, elderly. But I do think about people who are elderly at home who might need some help. Not necessarily disabled people, but people who might just want some help with something. You know, what do I do with this? Or, you know, what's this? Oh, yeah. I mean, my father-in-law brought round a kettle the other day, couldn't figure it out. Yeah. I mean, ideal, right? I mean, a lot of <laughs> a lot of things. Or how, how do I, you know, change my input source on my TV? Things like exactly. that. There's lots of people, me included, as well. I couldn't get the battery cover off something the other day. I was there for hours. It was driving me crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, the the... the the facilities that the IRA agent has at their fingertips, the amount of times they've brought up a manual for a laptop or whatever keyboard, you know, to show me uh, where this key is on it. Absolutely amazing. They do it so well, so quickly. The amount of manuals online now, you know, it's a great resource. And you're right, they should open that up. So look, we're going to have uh, IRA on this week. We'll hear more from them. We'll look forward to that conversation. Also, in the meantime, 
uh, as I think we'll be going out on air, uh, or maybe just afterwards, um, they will have at that point streamed uh, a bit of a Q and A uh, on their website and also via the YouTube channel. So youtube.com slash C slash Ira I O A I R A I O. So that's youtube.com slash C slash Ira dot I O A I R A I O. I hope that <laughs> well makes done. sense. Um, I'm, I'm guessing C is S E E. No, it's, it's C. So the letter C. Just the letter, letter C. C. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, maybe it's just a channel, maybe. I don't know. But um, yeah, C. So what I would suggest is go check that out. They also have a podcast as well. I'm sure they'll update that with the information because I know they're keen to get the word out to people. I've got to say, I think they've been very transparent as well. They've been very upfront about it. And they're um, really on the forward foot on this. And I think that's great. You know, this is a this is a, an organisation that really does feel like it takes its membership seriously. Um, and... You know, yeah. what we have to remember here is, and I know a lot of people will be up in arms. I love that phrase. Of course they will. Arms will be up yes. saying this is a disgrace. Uh, you know, in a cost of living crisis, people are struggling, disabled people are out of work, you know, and you want more money. But look, you can't have everything for nothing. And you have to pay for services. If they're good services and you want to use them, they need to be paid for. Uh, and, you know, we had this conversation just the other day about Lady A. You yeah, know, if you want, right. if you want to have something that continue, I know it seems crazy to think. Hang on, a company like Amazon would have to pay a premium, but well, maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe you mm-hmm. do. The argument is always, what do you pay and how much do you exactly? Pay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Listen, stick around. We're going to get into uh, more of your comments and thoughts, and also we're going to hear from us. I know you were talking uh, this week to someone. Who, who were you talking to? Was it Jonathan? That's right. Yeah, Jonathan. So talking to Jonathan about as a commuter in London about, you know, the apps that he uses, and uh, specifically you wanted to mention Lazarillo. Yes, because we, we actually, we met Jonathan at uh, one of the RNIB events we did, and we, we wondered if he might come on to talk about this, because we, we talk a lot about these apps, but how they actually function and work, we kind of wanted to know. So yeah, we'll get uh, Jonathan on next. This is Double Tap. Stay right there. Can't get enough Double Tap? Subscribe to the podcast and get your fill of Double Tap every day. Visit DoubleTapOnAir.com and follow us now. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. This is Double Tap on AMI Audio and Podcast. Great to have your company today. I just want to bring in a voicemail from Ronnie. I think she's happy. Hey, it's Ronnie from Canada. Just calling to say thank you for the Sunubat interview. I think Santa Claus is probably in conversation with the Easter Bunny. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, Sean, 30 days has September, April, mm-hmm. June, and November. All the rest have 31, except once in every four. February has one more. Okay. Uh, there oh, you no, no. go. Oh, that's very good, Ronnie. That's not the one I remember. No, nor me. But you know what? If it works, it works. The only trouble is, I just can't remember that that starting bit. September, April, May, December, and, whatever and, it is. Yeah. I can never remember it. Sorry. Well, there you go. Well, I, I don't. I am. I definitely don't remember it. But I, I don't remember it like that. That's a much simpler way of remembering it. Although I guarantee you. I've now just forgotten it. Uh, but thank you, Ronnie. Really appreciate you getting in touch with that. And uh, yes, I'm glad that the, uh, the the Santa elves are talking to the Easter Bunny because, um, yeah, Suniband could be cool. And look, I would also say something else to be aware of. They often do deals along the way where you'll get the Suniband with the Aftershocks headphones, which can be really useful. Um, that's also great for the guidance because it takes the, the voice away from the the phone. Because I think, I don't know if I, this was clear yesterday, but all the information that the Suniband gives out is via the, the device, by the phone, not by the, the Suniband itself. So, you know, you might not want that ringing out in your head. Or, or actually, you want it ringing out in your head, as yes, opposed to ringing yes. out the phone. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, 4 a.m. club, hashtag 4 a.m. club. Uh, right, uh, Felix got in touch as well by a voicemail. Good morning, uh, Double Tappers. I'm going to leave a quick message because I'm waiting for a taxi to arrive and all the rest of that lovely stuff. Don't let's keep you. Uh, a few things to really touch on, really. First of what, first of which being, yes, um, that 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 um, Reaper trial or demonstration will be coming soon. It, you know, I want it to uh, sound really good for you guys because uh, 
you know, Mr. F might uh, not be, you know, happy with it. So it's going to mm-hmm. be good. So, yeah. And, and by the way, before, before I forget, God bless Mr. F. Um, <laughs> God bless you, Mr. So, F. Um, yes, I'm working on that. Now, there are a few, uh, so now, there is something I was, um, didn't quite agree with when you're going to talking about LAD and certain things becoming subscription based. Now, there is a term that people have used in the past where, you know, if you donate, or if you, um, if you know, you, if you pay for stuff, it means I can eat or something like that. Or said it was, or from one particular broadcaster, um, which I totally understand. But what is worrying me is that we're going to we're moving toward a subscription-based, uh, basically a subscription-based based world, and I don't necessarily agree with that. Now, with television alone, we have. 15 different, well, maybe up to 15 different subscription services in the UK, not including the extra premium services you can already receive on, uh, well, for uh, terrestrial TV channels. So if you're paying for all of that, for all the premium stuff, then you're paying for the extra across, um, you know, Netflix, etc., and Amazon Prime. You've got all that. Then you're paying for all the radio premium services, which is where radio is heading these days, so um, like Bauer Media and um, what's the other one called? And Global are uh, charging um, premium services to get extra content. You are in excess paying um, nearly as much as you would be paying normally for a standard television service uh, subscription. So if you're paying for, let's say, Sky or or whatever, or cable or whatever in the UK. By the time you've paid for all that, you're paying nearly as much for all of that um, when it comes to subscription. Then on top of all of that aside, radio, television, and uh, other apps, you've got apps also doing the same thing. So you can get subscription services such as Adobe, Adobe who also have a subscription service. So paying for all of that in excess, your outgoings are going to be in reasonable over £100 a month. Uh, that's not, of course, including your phone contract as well. So if you put all that aside, and um, it's not going to really help, especially in the crisis at the moment. But that's something to really think about. If you've got all the unfunded primes, the premium stuff from Global and uh, other radio services in the UK, then the apps that you've got to pay for um, monthly and so on, then you're going to be paying so much more when we should be spending less rather than more for a constant month-to-month tariff, if you want to call it that. Something you know, something I was thinking about anyway. Um, if you need me to elaborate further, because I'm kind of doing this in a bit of a rush, let me know. This has been Felix, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Well, um, oh, and, yeah. uh, this is, this is of course, regarding, you know, A-Lady uh, becoming a subscription. Yes. And, of course, um, me not agreeing with, with it, basically. But anyway, <laughs> thanks, we, we guys. That. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> Right, go get your taxi, Felix. Listen, I, I, I have to say I don't agree with that because I know where you're coming from in this, Felix, but my take is, look, no one's holding a gun to your head. No one's saying you have to subscribe to all these services. I also don't agree with the theory, as I said before, that, you know, and I think this is what you were alluding to at the beginning, that, you know, some people are like, well, you know, if you're poor, you should just get rid of all these subscription services and you'll save loads of money and then you can feed your family. I don't agree with that either. People need entertainment in their lives. They need to be able to ha- be happy and enjoy something in their lives. But that doesn't mean you have to s- subscribe to every single possible subscription service that exists out there. You pick your poison. Take, you know, the advantage of free trials. You know, do that kind of thing. You know, try one service for a month, use another. I mean, let's be honest. If you if you subscribe to a video on demand service, and Prime is a bad example of this because you get it as part of the Prime subscription, which gives you the other features as well. But let's say it was Netflix and Disney Plus, right? Why don't you just do one a month? One, you know, take one for Netflix for a month, get rid of it, and then move on to D- Disney Plus for a month and do it that way. You know, because you're never going to watch all that content at the same time. Let's just pick your poison. You know, for that month. Yeah. And that's one way to reduce your monthly outgoings if that's a concern to you. You know, because cost is one thing. And we absolutely are we're all aware that we have to manage our costs. We're all belt tightening over here. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be 
expected to pay for services. If you're expecting to pay for one service, you should expect to pay for another. And I'm, what I'm suggesting is, and what we've talked about with Lady A in particular, is that if there is a premium function, maybe that's added into the cost of Prime. I, I imagine that next year the cost of Prime will go up. I have no doubt at all that if, if Amazon are in the state they're in, it will not surprise me if it goes up, you know. No, so, probably right. I don't even notice Prime anymore. Do you know? I I just it's just one of those things I've always paid. I know. Uh, and maybe that's um, yeah. That's that's not a great frame of mind to be in. I just forget. I just let it auto renew every year, and I do. And you're tight. And I, yes, exactly. I am very very cheap. So Amazon's done something right, obviously. I think it's because you get more than just the video, though. I mean, to be honest, I well, you get Amazon Music now as watch. well. Yeah. And if you've got the Echo, I mean, there's one thing that the Echo, you know, that's a premium, I guess, because mm-hmm. the Amazon Music being part of the Prime deal means you can have it on the Echo, which, of course, is, you know, you can have Apple Music on there, but that's another subscription. So, and again, Spotify that's the point. And, yeah, 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 but exactly. So, yes, you could pay for Amazon. Uh, sorry, you could pay for Apple Music. You could pay for Spotify on top of your Amazon Music, but then you're paying for three music subscriptions to go through one device. Couldn't you just live with one? Uh, look, i um, what- and that's it the cut, argument, right? If you want to cut your costs, that's the way to do it. The argument was cut the cable. Why am I paying for this stuff that I don't watch? I'm paying a monthly um, you know, contract fee to the cable companies for content I don't want. Let's cut the cables. And then we cut the cables and say, hang on, there's too many subscription services. I could be paying a fortune here. <laughs> well, well yes. choose. I have to be honest. I think that in some ways the cable companies need to get smart with this. And I think they are. I think they're starting to realize that they can bundle a lot of these deals together. And actually, a lot of people like that. I like yeah. that. I mean, I, I like the fact yeah. that my provider makes it easy for me to get access to a lot of the services I might want through their service, which means one bill, one bill a month, although that is an ever-growing bill. Yes. But <laughs> at least I'm getting – in some cases, they do deals where you get, like, you know, six months free or, you know, so that, that actually sometimes the cable companies aren't a bad deal. You know, satellite companies in the UK, whatever it might be. Uh, Right, look, let's move on because uh, you've been talking to a guest or actually talking to Jonathan, uh, one of our guests who came on uh, to talk to us about uh, travel apps and, and getting around more independently. So, Sean, over to you. Okay, so joining us now is Jonathan. As ever, I'm going to Nick Stevens' line here, Jonathan. And who are you and why are you here? Well, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm here because you invited me. Uh, I am Jonathan. I live in London. I've been on a journey of uh, sight loss over 30 years. I'm now, I have about 2% of proof revision remaining. Uh, I come from a tech background. I'm a freelance IT project manager, and I do a lot of accessibility advising as well. And I'm here to talk about navigation apps in general that I use, not all of them, just the ones I use, as well as Lazarillo a little specifically. So Lazarillo is very interesting to me. It seems, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that one of the latest navigation apps to be released? Uh, obviously, people usually think of things like Blind Square and Soundscape, but Lazarillo, for me, feels like a, a fairly recent one. I know it's been around for a couple of years now, though, at least. Yeah, it is fairly new. And I was actually looking at their website earlier, and they say they've got over a quarter million users, which is pretty impressive. It It is new, and you're quite right. Soundscape is the one I generally will compare it to in, in many respects. But it's, it is an interesting one. But unfortunately, in and perhaps it's London, because reading some of the projects that they do, it hasn't been as successful as some of the other apps I've used. Let's talk about that, because uh, commuting across London, London, one of the busiest cities in the world. I mean, if we're talking about testing out navigation mobility apps, uh, there's nowhere better, really. And We should differentiate between the different apps there, because it, there's a difference between the turn-by-turn GPS apps and, of course, something like Soundscape, which is more of a orientation or more of an exploration tool would you agree with that yes i would although lazarillo is a bit of both because with lazarillo if you just put it on without setting a destination it will do similar to soundscape in that it'll tell you what's around you the difference it is it has with uh, or from uh, soundscape is that it will tell you in one ear 
and it'll tell you based on whether you want the directions to be on a clock face, left, right, or north, south, east, west, and so on. It'll also tell you the distance, which all of that is brilliant. The part that it falls down a bit on is it, it's almost like it picks something and then it just keeps telling you. So you're 40 meters from it, you're 20 meters from it, and so on. And then it'll tell you that you've passed it and it's now behind you and it'll keep telling you how far behind you it is. So it's kind of, it's goes on far too much about one place in particular or uh, tells you too much about it. And there doesn't seem to be a way to turn down the verbosity. Isn't that the, the trick with all of these, though? I mean, because you're right. You're absolutely right. It's all about how verbose it is. Either I'm setting off walking and I'm going, come on, tell me something. Am I going the right way? Where, where am I? And I'm waiting for it to say something. Or uh, an app's bombarding me with things that actually I don't care about. You know, there's a cafe uh, to my right or there's a bus stop to my left. I, 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 that's not what I'm interested in. It's, it's that sort of really, I think that's the, the trick. Of, of these apps is trying to get that balance right. I mean, uh, you know, Blind Square can give you so much information and sometimes it's a little bit overwhelming. I Yeah, I was saying to somebody the other day that I'd like to take all the app developers that are doing, oh, that's brilliant. We've got choice of all these different apps, but let's get them all in a room, lock the door, we'll feed them, we'll give them something to drink, but we that's won't good. let them out until we've got something that we can say, now, that's what I talk about when I say I want a GPS navigation mobility app. Yes. I, I still find that I need a, a, a multiple yeah, multiple apps in my tool bag. There's nothing there that I can say, okay, this is it. For a while, I thought it was Soundscape because when I turn a corner onto a street, it is very responsive and quick to say, okay, you're on here and you're heading this way, which I really like. Um, but there's other things that it misses that Blind Square, I think, works really well at. Sometimes, you know, finding bus stops and things is actually what I want, and it's really good at that. And other times, of course, it's the turn by turn, which uh, at the moment I'm sticking with Google Maps. Um, but there's nothing wrong. I mean, you can have multiple apps running at once, obviously, if you can handle with all that, all those yeah, apps exactly. shouting at you. Yeah. I, um, I stick with Apple Maps rather than Google Maps. But I'm, yeah, I, Soundscape for me is definitely what I use. And the other thing that I do, which you know, we can all do with our whichever app you want, is plan ahead. Because it's all very well saying, I'm going to use my navigation app to take me turn by turn. But know where you're going, because you know if you haven't planned your route and figured out what it is you're going to be doing to get there, you're going to end up with having a problem somewhere along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Preparation all the time. So, so what's your winning combination at the minute? You, met, you mentioned Apple Maps there, but yeah. um, are you sticking with Lazarillo or Soundscape, or again, are you just flicking between whichever one suits your situation? I, my preference is generally Soundscape these days because, unfortunately, Lazarillo is it's not giving me the information I need all the time. It's telling me about places that don't exist anymore and have closed down some years ago and and others it's not telling me what's there so i have contacted lazarillo i haven't heard back from them so i will uh, persevere with that because i think there's a place for all of them i guess it depends on a few things are you using earphones that you can i, I use bone conducting earphones when i'm walking along the street most of the time but mm -hmm. if i'm not using those and I've just got one earphone in, then sometimes Lazarillo is better because then I don't have to worry about Soundscape not telling me on the correct side where something is. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, with maps, yeah, I, I'm pretty much Apple Maps. And in London, and I can't speak for anywhere else, but the, the Bus Times app in London is brilliant. It tells me about bus stops, which direction buses are going and things like that. So I, I use that and... Tube, well, I know the tubes pretty well. Uh, living in central London, I actually walk a lot of the time rather than take buses or tubes. So those are kind yeah. of my main apps that I use. But you know, like you said, there are so many others. How do you feel about the old, the age-old specialist tech versus mainstream tech when it comes to GPS and navigation? We've heard recently about you know the um, uh, the, the Trek, the new Trek. Um, 
have you tried that out? Have you tried specific and specialized GPS hardware? No, not for a long time. I heard about the new track and I was wondering about that. It's, I guess for me, well, first of all, there's a cost. So it depends on where you are financially, whether you can go out and buy all these gadgets to try. But then if you find some that work for you, fantastic. I just figure, you know, the iPhone or the, the Android, whichever you're using, has got so much going for it. So, you know, one device, that's enough for me most of the time. But I guess if, if there was something that came out that was absolutely brilliant and it worked worldwide because it's all very well getting around London, but I'm a, a big traveler and I go adventuring. So I need to know that if wow. I'm going to spend that sort of money, I need to know it's going to work wherever I am. Well, that's a really interesting aspect. I'm, 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 I'm very rarely venture out of my shed, but as a worldwide global adventurer, as yourself, do these apps work well in other places? I've never had the ability to try them out. Are they truly international? Uh, no, sadly not. No, good. Uh, that's all I needed yeah, to know. <laughs> uh, each one of them will give you some view of where it will or won't be, but uh, you know. My, the, the best tool that we have in our whole kit is our mouth. Ask somebody. Okay, and finally, before you go, as a adventurer and a commuter, have you got any tips? Uh, have you got any, I don't know, what, what have you learned about trying to navigate? Because as someone who's, I haven't had any mobility training. I, I you know, I've just started using a long cane a few years ago, and, and I, I'm not great at traveling. I'm not great at getting my orientation. I'm often lost and find myself in hedges. So have you got any any tips when it comes to firstly using these apps and just getting around in general? Yeah, sure. I mean, before I say anything, I would say, Sean, go and get some mobility training. Please make your life a little easier. But aside from that, I would say try the different apps. There are lots of free apps, so try them all out. See which one works best for you. Depends where you are and and what you're trying to do. Um, I, I think of the ones we've spoken about, Soundscape is is a great one because, as you said, it, it is responsive and it tells you what's about. So you can turn it off easily enough if it's getting too much, but give that a try. It gives you a good idea of what's around you. Um, try the different maps like Google Maps and... Uh, Apple Maps, see which one you prefer the sound of and, and how it's routing you there. Plan ahead, as I said, and then uh, really do ask. And, and I'll give you one quick example of why it's so good to ask. I was in the city of London. I was a bit early for a meeting and I asked somebody, is there a coffee shop around here that I could go to? And he said, yeah, across the road is Pret and I could just take you there. I said, no, I'm looking for something a little less chainy. He said, oh, well, come, let's go for a little walk. And he took me a couple of blocks and around a corner. And I found, thanks to him, my favorite coffee shop in the whole of the city of London. So it's so important to talk to people because the one thing that you will find is that 90-something and probably close to 98% of people want to help. You give them the opportunity, you make their day better. I couldn't agree more. The, the, the vast majority of people are great people, right? And you're going to have times when your battery's going to die. <laughs> so you're not always going to have your phone with you. And I find people, you know, as you said, just ask. And people are so happy to help the majority of the time. That's a fantastic bit of advice. Jonathan, thank you so much. Well, thank you, Sean. Yeah, really interesting to hear from Jonathan there talking about uh, all these different apps. Lazarillo is one I'm definitely keen to try, especially the fact you get it in one ear. Quite like that, you know, as opposed to having to have it in both ears all the time because that's, you know, it's often so much noise. <laughs> well, there's pros and cons to the 3D audio, isn't there? You know, mm. it, it gives you, a, it really does seat you in your location. You sort of do get that context of where things are. And you um, just wear one earbud, I suppose. That's one way to solve it, or one ear pod, I guess. You mentioned the Stellar Trek as well. I know you brought this up. And um, I actually interviewed uh, Lucy Begley from Humanware yesterday. Uh, that's oh. going to be an interview coming up on Double Tap TV soon. You'll get a real sense of what this device is and a, and a real walkthrough of it. So, yeah, you can look forward to that conversation coming up on a future Double Tap TV episode. Um, but, yeah, I think you do need to get out of the shed and you need to get those mobility lessons, Sean. Jonathan's right. 
Do you need mobility? Right, okay. So, I can get around okay. I feel the curb. That's how I get around. I'm like a scale electrics car. I, I, <laughs> I lock onto the curb and I follow it wherever I need to go. D- what's mobility training going to give me? I... I Unless I got a specific route that I need to do, you know, if if I got a job where I got to go somewhere, that's when I think that's why I need mobility training because it's give me the tools to complete that route. For general, do I need mobility training? Honestly, it's, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, and and the, the the reason I say that is because you get to an age and you are of an age um, where you know you've hey. you've learned to get around. Oh, you're picky about age. Everything else in life, you know, but, but age is the one that you get picky on, right? Um, but no, I mean seriously, you know, you, you kind of go through life and you figure out things on your own, right? You, you figure out the way to do things, and I think you know you would probably find it'd be like I guess learning to drive a car when you're fifty and you've been driving a car since you were twenty. You've probably figured most of it out. But right. there are things you could certainly do with knowing that would just help course. you a little. Well, not even as much refresher, <laughs> but just maybe give you a different perspective on the ways to do things, the ways to to navigate and orientate yourself. Use your cane as well, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think there's a lot of value in it. I think you would. My wife would certainly say that that's her job. So she would be like, I mean, she's <laughs> yes. already said to me, he needs. Hell, I mean, I have to be honest. We were together recently for an event. I knew and, this um, was coming up. Yeah, yeah, and I and I, we both said he needs training. He really needs training. <laughs> well, when me and Sarah were <laughs> stood in the corner trying to find the uh, yes. lift in the hotel, yeah, well, you know, well, you sometimes know, you just got to feel around the, the yeah. walls. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, there are other ways to do it, but yes, no, there this is. is this is why this is why this training can be useful to you. Uh, listen, it's been a really good show today, really enjoyable conversations all round, and uh, I do look forward to hearing your thoughts on Ira. Uh, do get in touch with us. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. dot com. One eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven is our number. Uh, come and join the Double Tappers tomorrow on the show. We're going to be talking about uh, the Clue app, C L E W, Clue app. You might have seen it featured on Double Tap TV this week. We have uh, an extended interview with its founder, Paul Ravulu, uh, coming up on the show tomorrow, and a demonstration from Lord Robin Christofferson joining us on the show. All that coming up on tomorrow's Double Tap. Um, so, yeah, that's coming up, and uh, we'll catch you then. Sean, thank you as always. Thank you. Bye-bye. Back to bed now. <laughs> You're not wrong. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.